When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This video is sponsored by one of my personal favorite services, Rocket Money. More on them after the reaction, people. Citizens of the Reject Nation, we are back. The trio is back for Echo Episode 1 today. Ladies and gentlemen, if you were watching this video, maybe you already watched all five. What did you think about the series? John, how are you? I'm excited, excited, excited. Koi. He took my joke, 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 joke. I was going to do the same, 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 same. I can't see. Ah, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. That's the other one. Ah, Rule of threes, baby. Leave yeah, a little like on this video, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Your comedy. Also, be sure to subscribe and click the notification bell to get notified when our reaction for the next episode is up, because we are, of course, going to cover the whole series. Thank you to Prepper for helping us edit down these highlights. And a massive thank you to all who have joined us at our Patreon page, becoming super sexy rejects over there. We do full interaction watch alongs where you sync up with your own copy of said movie or show. We also cover several things exclusively with highlights from watch alongs included with this being the first episode though of the series it is made public for everyone link in the description box if you wish to do a watch along let's get into action paypal oh look at that like that that gritty oh whoa 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 we don't even watch a preview no we got them all day and date yeah, man. Yes. Gosh. <laughs> it's coming soon on five minutes from Don't now. Don't click off this episode. <laughs> Watch the next one. Thank you to Rocket Money for sponsoring this video, a brand that I am happy to be partnered with, thrilled to. It's fortunately one that I have been using for quite a while now prior to ever agreeing to a partnership with them. I was like, that makes for the best kind of synergy promotion because I can actually talk about them from my heart here. Reason being, like many of you guys, uh, like for years, I am constantly downloading all kinds of financial apps that I keep forgetting to use or I don't really find quite as beneficial. Rocket Money has been the one, the only one. I'm not just saying it. it is the only one that I have been able to consistently use, rely on that has been an absolute game changer for me. On a very personal note, running Real Rejects is an absolute privilege. However, you know, like I stress out about taxes and it's the beginning of the year and I'm like, I'm trying to be smarter and get it all done now. I already started like a couple months ago getting things in order. Managing Real Rejects finances while managing my own personal finances has been an ongoing struggle and I'm very big on like efficiency and being organized but clearly it wasn't as good enough as I uh, thought I had been. So before Rocket Money came into my life I was drowning in subscriptions and struggling to keep track of my expenses and as I really wanted to like get everything in order Rocket Money came at the right time for me. I was overwhelmed with subscriptions I didn't even know I had or had still been subscribed to. I mean do you ever wonder how many subscriptions you actually pay for? Have you ever taken the time to really do it? It can be a little daunting. Rocket Money help me see what I was missing and best part they even canceled those subscriptions for me with just a simple tap so with rocket money you can have all your subscriptions in one place making it easy to cancel anything unnecessary without the hassle of dealing with customer service my yes is so annoying plus they'll work on getting you refunds and negotiate lower bills saving you up to 20 percent you just snap a pic of your 
your bill and let Rocket Money take care of the rest. Let me just summarize for you really quick what they are. They're a personal finance app that finds and cancels unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. With over 5 million users and over $500 million in canceled subscriptions, they've already saved members an average of $720 a year. They've helped save me a little bit more than that. Don't waste your hard-earned money on unused subscriptions. Cancel them today at rocketmoney.com slash rejects. That's rocketmoney.com slash rejects. If you've heard other people talk about them, well, use ours. Rocketmoney.com slash rejects. Because if you use that promo code rejects, you unlock special benefits. And yes, using them is also a great way to support the channel. Same time, it's just a great way to support your bank account. Because I cannot stress enough just how much this app has changed the game for me. Take control of your finances with Rocket Money and enjoy financial peace of mind. Uh, let's talk about episode one. Even though you guys would like to just watch episode two, there's, there's four more out. No, we don't roll that way. Mm. Let's talk about this for 40 <laughs> minutes, guys. Let's talk about 40 more minutes. No, no, we can just keep it short. Uh, right now, I mean, because it is a binge show, I don't feel it's proper to, like, I've, I've adjusted to the way times have changed that we should just kind of watch the rest before, obviously, before making a final assessment in terms of a pilot episode. I think it was really good. It's a good, strong start. Um, I do, I am kind of craving a, a bit of a change of specific pacing. I understand that we have to get a lot of setup out of the way. Uh, you know, and you're also got to tie it into like, hey, how does it connect to the Hawkeye stuff? Because you were cutting prior to the Hawkeye events, interweaving into the Hawkeye events, and then now we got to go post the Hawkeye events. So you're essentially doing Better Call Saul, but in one episode. <laughs> and uh, so far, though, I mean, for positives for me, I really love uh, the, the composition of the shots. I think there's a lot of this really intriguing symmetry they have with all their angles. I think like the big talk of this will probably be the Daredevil fight, be, and I, which I actually really respected the handling of that because they first get you invested into the act Action scene before Daredevil ever shows. <laughs> Homeboy, you could learn to hide and yawn a lot better, John. I don't so, know what you're talking about. So wow. powerful. That was what so good. A, that was, what a I didn't terrible. even open my that mouth. Oh, you can't prove that I <laughs> ever did anything with my breath. I was just shocked. I'm so glad by you how good your point. That. That. Oh, I'm just shocked by how good your point was. I was like. But if there's wow. a TikTok clip out from this episode, what it's that moment. That was hiding, just, Matt. You cannot mask a yawn any worse just, than that. You know, you just John open your mouth and Banshee. I start falling He's asleep. Out here just Damn. Taking a big old gas. You're just watching this show. Are we watching this at like 11 in the morning? What's happening right now? You never know. Basketball drops at midnight, keeping John up. Anyway, <laughs> the segue into the the segue into that was getting you invested into the action and the visual, like literally a sensory experience, and 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 Hawkeye and uh, Hawkeye and Echo fighting first, and then Daredevil shows up. Yes. <laughs> Prior to let's get invested in Daredevil first being here, and and so it was smart for the placement of it and this like really smart way of how they're kind of separate itself from the voice of Hawkeye and then now putting her in the voice of the Netflix Daredevil shows. Yeah. It's like mainly there, but like those shows were paced better, but granted uh. this is sort of a reintroduction. So I'm waiting to see how this all plays out, but loving the casting and uh, this, oh, so far I've, I, I really enjoyed the first episode. Uh, I think action looks and um, 
Maya Lopez, uh, with the who, who's the actress? John, is you would know. Alakwa Cox is her name. John I think. would know, and John delivered. And yeah, I think what I'm waiting for on there, it, it, it's a tall, it's a it's a tall order to ask because it's all going to be reliant primarily on body language and expression to get really invested into her. And I like the choices of like how they will use. Uh, sound design to kind of get you into what's going on internally with her beyond just speaking in sign language and just expressions <laughs> that she has. Like a, it's kind of a neat way to get you into her perspective and her heart, yeah. uh, which I thought was really smart. Uh, but I, I am still going. All right. Well, it is her show still, and I'm going to need to really get invested in her, like her, but you know, it's still a journey. So, so this first episode. Those are my quick three minute thoughts. <laughs> Who wants to go next? Who wants to go oh, next? Oh, oh, pick me, pick me, pick me, <laughs> yeah. pick me, teacher. Uh, I, I like this a lot, and I agree <laughs> with most of what you said, so I'm not going to, you know, ramble. Uh, I have one main concern, which is kind of interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see how this will play out across five episodes, because in, in one breath, the pace of this episode, I thought they made it work. It moves real fast. It's splicing in a bunch of stuff from the past, and it could have felt like it was edited in a blender, and I didn't feel like that. However, I feel like when you're in the newer scenes in the past, where you're dealing with her family and stuff like that, the way this episode is paced made me worry for future episodes, basically not taking much time for that. Like when they're on top of the big uh, tower thing and they're looking down on Bonnie, like that was like a scene between those two characters and you got the sense for, you know, their kind of back and forth rapport. And like that was not the most breathable scene, but it was a breathable scene. And I liked that flavor. And I think if you really want to sell us on all the stuff that they're doing, I just hope that they will take the time appropriately, much like the Daredevil show on Netflix would have done to, yeah, just uh, appropriately revel in these character beats so that we care that much more. But like I said, from here, I already cared more about Maya and her various mm. relationships and her journey thus far more than in Hawkeye. And I liked her in Hawkeye. I thought she was a cool addition but it was sort of like this other thing happening on the side of that show so yeah like yeah. this had all the punch and all the mood and all the atmosphere and all the look that you want and now i just hope that it it breathes a little bit i feel like not that it's a great one-to-one -one comparison but like zon mcclannan's on uh he's great on reservation dogs and that show really lets you live in what this town looks like it could be which is like you know a, a strong populated indigenous sort of area or town not that this is necessarily on a reservation but you know like that stuff i feel like that's part of what you want to steep yourself in when you're getting to know this person's story and especially with these teases of you know the birth of the choctaw people and this this fantasy you know i hope they can proportionately balance all that stuff out because i like that you have this prospect of something cosmic and something you know mystical at the beginning which is appropriate for folklore and, and that side of things and it doesn't clash too hard or contrast too, you know, uh, dissonantly with, you know, the gritty, rough and tumble, like super tangible, very real kind of style they're going with. So I'm, I'm curious to see how they blend those moving forward. But a strong start by my metric. Yeah. Yeah. I like it more than Iron Fist season <laughs> one. Uh, and that's a little clear that bar. Then all right. All right, Corey. Now, keep in mind, we also did not talk about 
Kingpin. Nope, we didn't. About two. So to me, this feels like the Marvel Knights imprint of comic books, which I'm hoping is what they do with the searchlight. Obviously, uh, I think, sorry, spotlight. I think spotlight's going to be more. Spotlight, spotlight, I apologize. Spotlight is going to be more than just dark characters. I assume it's going to be able to highlight other characters. And, uh, you know, it is distracting. It is distracting. I immediately fell the cold. Yeah, no, Greg's tired, guys. Uh, But the spotlight, I don't think it's just going to be dark characters, but I do think like Marvel Lights, Marvel Knights, it does allow you to have an imprint, have a different feel. And the feel of Kingpin doesn't quite fully feel like Netflix to me, but it definitely feels closer to Netflix than Hawkeye. And I feel like you have a really unique opportunity here to have characters like Echo, like Daredevil, like Ghost Rider, like Blade. You have these characters that belong in the dark. And I would love if they take more opportunities for things like this. My biggest concern is that it is five episodes. It is getting kind of dropped unceremoniously quickly. Uh, I hope that with Hulu airing it, it will get a little bit more prestige because Hulu does have really good content that is darker. I'm hoping an audience that loves that stuff finds this and it kind of brings them into the fold and that it gets enough numbers to show that audiences want this darker content. Uh, I do think that the Kingpin was able to retroactively make those scenes in Hawkeye work. I do think that Vincent's and Offrey is incredible when he's like this, you know, those little like cars you pull back and you wait to launch them. Yes. I always feel like Kingpin is the car like right here. Sure. I feel like Kingpin's always like poised. And I think my issue with Hawkeye was we spent three years of, of like him like this with occasional lashing out and launching. And Hawkeye was just like, it was like a hot wheel. I don't want a hot wheel. I want a poised Viper. And I really feel like here we got the Viper and I want more of that pacing that I do worry that with a, a five episode run, it will have to be so feverish, but I really enjoyed this more than I expected. Um, two parallels for me that I didn't expect to jump into my mind. I really enjoy Dominique Thorne in Wakanda forever because I love Ironheart and I think she's a good Ironheart, but I did feel like that scene, some of those scenes at times felt like they, they got added. I think they always intended to use her. She did screen tests with Chadwick Boseman before we lost him, but it felt like they added a couple more scenes in order to be like, we got a series coming. I felt similarly towards the character in Hawkeye where I imagine she was always going to be in it, but I think once they decided to make a spinoff, there was more, and I, I felt like it was a detriment to both things. Hawkeye felt like it was trying to do too much and it didn't feel focused, and then I also felt like I didn't connect to her. I feel so connected to her because of how they introduced Daredevil back in, because they made us familiar, because they had the Ronin scene, but I'm afraid unless they give us some time with just her, it will feel like they're doing too much. And then the other thing it reminded me of is, do you remember the scenes in the Whedon cut that were Snyder and it was like, what's happening? And then yes. it'd go back to Whedon and this that, that <laughs> different tone just felt odd. I thought this did a really good job of kind of like the Snyder cut keeping its truth and integrity while incorporating other elements and making you remind you what you like about the Netflix yeah. shows and what you like about those things. So True. this reminded me of like, okay, don't let Hawkeye distract you. Cause that wasn't my cup of tea. I liked parts of it, but it did feel like I was doing too much. This feels like more of that streamlined. I have a vision. I have a tone. This felt like directed. This felt like edited felt like it was DP. It felt like a, a, a property, not like a product. And at True. times Hawkeye felt like a product. So I really enjoyed that. This feels like there's artistic merit and there's a lens that someone's shooting through that sees a vision yeah i would i would like definitely Snyder, Snyder, okay. no all puns intended i would 100 percent echo that because, uh, i have one wait because sorry i thought you were gonna wrap up the video <laughs> did you thousand percent what just happened he just i thought you were heading into the wrap-up i start making verbally. a point and he just goes i uh i want to you had that posture of greg's about to end I was, this video i was, so I was just like, no, i was transitioning i'm enjoying post-holiday greg john so much 
I'm just gonna go. I already forgot my point, John. What were you this gonna is, say? Uh, I don't have any I more literally points. forgot this is my point. So the vibe. I literally forgot this my is point. Early January for days. What what are you going to say? No, you were gonna say something about Kingpin. I said I Snyder think Tone. I, was going I said to a lens of the Snyder Tone. Say what point you were going How to say. How does Kingpin know zero sign language? That's one thing that I did not get about this that I feel like would be important for how important he is to her existence and their bond and everything. He's got this friggin' translator who we've never seen before, who I guess is around just all the time. <laughs> and then none of the other people are prepared for this high ranking person yeah. in his organization to speak sign language well, either. No, <laughs> Sign language clearly is not. I, I want to say I'm, I'm glad you interrupted me for this. Uh, that his sign language <laughs> is. This is my favorite video. <laughs> sign language is. You no, know, in Hawk, they have a scene here. But he, before he gets shot, like when he speaks, he, he's clearly amateurish at it. He only knows a few words. But how has he known her so long? He's been her uncle since she was a child. And he's never he's bothered. Because he's like a secret Epstein billionaire. He's been able to like he could, have he's a such translator. A sophisticated guy. The he entire could learn. time. Uh, on the flight logs, for yeah. sure. I, no, I don't I, buy I, that. I agree. I do. <laughs> I, I don't I, buy I that. agree. I can also see the flip where he probably just has always had a translator with him. Like, I don't yeah. have time to learn this. I got to kill people. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't ever look at my translator once across all the repeat words I must have said and have said to me. He picked up seven to nine words. We saw <laughs> that's enough for 20 <laughs> odd years. Oh, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I really liked it more than I expected, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. I, I really can't remember. <laughs> I was hoping it would come back to you. I was trying to ban for a second. I was like, maybe I'll tangent. I really can't recall. Artistic vision, a specific lens, a creative idea from top to bottom, Snyder Cut. Uh, What else did I talk about? Netflix. I said something to echo that, so maybe, I don't know. Yeah, like it, it doesn't feel like... Yeah, no, it doesn't feel like the Disney Plus shows. It doesn't actually, feel like a product. It, it actually feels like they let the filmmakers make film, uh, yeah. which is pretty cool to see. I saw that breath come up. <laughs> so, this whole season, the, I'm just going to watch <laughs> body language and see how this interplay goes. I got this going. I'm ready to go. All righty. All righty, guys. Well, I'm done. Um, I'm finished. <laughs> I'm in a Daniel Day-Lewis mood lately. <laughs> oh, oh. Have you seen Last of the Mohicans? No, it's, no. And I love Michael Mann. Yeah, I have, I've been wanting to. Oh, you haven't seen it either? No. We should do a three-way reaction. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's Michael Mann, right? Dramatic. Yeah, the three of us should <laughs> yeah. sit for three hours and watch. I, I, no, I really, I really want to watch. The, uh, we I, can watch I, an off-camera. I watched like a, a New Year's Day. I watched this like documentary about like one of those like forty-minute videos about Day Lay Lewis and and. Uh, like, I haven't seen Last of the Mohicans. I'm a huge uh, Michael Mann fan. Yeah. More, I'm more Michael Mann fan than Daniel Day-Lewis. I love Daniel Day-Lewis, but I think Michael Mann's in my top ten directors, and I think that's the only film of his I haven't seen. Mm -hmm. so I watched Ferrari. It was okay. Yeah, it's Michael Mann, though. Yeah, <laughs> I love Miami Vice, though. Nobody loves Miami Vice. There's yeah, so much, yeah, like, yeah. space. Patrick, Patrick Williams Dude, loves Miami Vice. Gotta love a good mojito. Nope. And I'm uh, talking about mojitos. I couldn't even finish it. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I've never seen it. it. Oh, I've never seen an inch of it. Did not like it. Uh, Colin Farrell's mustache is like two mustaches in that movie. Anyway, uh, yeah. Oh, and the other thing, too, is um, ex what I liked so far about, ex like, I don't know, you know, what, honestly, help me out here, guys. Mm. People in the comments, help my uneducated mind who tries to sound politically correct <laughs> say the right things that are respectful. Uh, when it comes to the Choctaw Nation uh, being inclusive in here, 
And I don't know what nation or tribes or like what the specific race of the actors that they got involved in this mm. project are. Uh, what I say, what I would really respected about it, like they start off on this mystical element, which is neat to see. However, when you are just in the present day, they're not having all these conversations, which I'm sure they will have when exploring the culture. You're just with the people. You're just with the characters. And to me, that's usually my favorite kind of representation is when you just have the actors and the characters there. And then eventually you have some more of these like conversations, you know. And so far right now with that premiere episode, I thought was a really interesting way to do it. Because I don't know what all this mystical stuff, I feel like... I don't know if that's going to be the interdispersed I, I and think, then build. Right? I think maybe it's inspired by like actual cultural stuff, but there's a lot of fictional things that they're mm. probably including in there, as opposed to they are adapting some very specific, you know, um, faith. Or like Thor playing a North Norse mythology, like it's a it's an in augmented a play on a. Yeah, that's what I imagine they're doing. I yeah. love, but I don't know. I really, I really don't know. <laughs> I have no knowledge. So uh, maybe this is real mythology. This is the real creation myth. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It's this real like Choctaw Nation um, uh, faith. Folklore and faith. Folklore is the word I'm looking for. Spirituality. All righty, guys. Well, um, uh, I don't know if I ever found that point, but I'm happy to be here anyway. It doesn't matter. We're at the end of the video. All right. Well, thanks for being here. And uh, let's watch episode two. Episode two. Let's do it. Guito Galindo, welcome to your second month of shoutouts here for Real Rejects. Now it's 2024, start of a new year. I'm going to fathom what your New Year's resolution is. And your New Year's resolution this year is to clip your nails a little more often. I know you. You're Italian. Those things get really long and disgusting and full of spaghetti sauce. I understand how it goes, man. <laughs> That's a Constantly spicy meatball. Plumbing and your it gets icky and you don't wash yeah. your hands and then your nails get all dirty and you're like, ah, forget about it. Then you give a backhand to your spouse. Yes. I get it, man. <laughs> I know how it goes. You so, build somebody some concrete shoes, get it all over your hands. Yeah, man. you know, and then you have them swim with the fishes. Ah, forget about it. So, uh, Guito Galindo, <laughs> man, I hope that, you know, cleaning your fingernails, it's a great way to make sure you're not leaving, you know, uh, evidence behind. Oh, yeah. And also, uh, you won't pick up any blood residue from all the dead bodies that you're hauling around and digging up shovels for. I get how it goes. Let's just make sure my racist shout-out is accurate. Galindo, <laughs> uh, name, origin. Yeah, Hold on a second. Could go either way. Spanish. Oh, my bad. Oh, no. Okay, well, well then I hope you're colonizing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I hope you're sending when some you're, conquistadors our way. When you're colonizing, yeah. my friend, um, you know, you can get a lot of dirt in your hands when you're taking over land. That's true. And, and so blood and all sorts of other making things. Making sure you can make <laughs> <laughs> sure you can effectively it, it, take the things that are, are mandated as yeah. yours that you truly right fully deserve. Yeah. Yeah, we got this shit under control. So Gita, I hope this has encouraged you to stick through for the remainder of the year. Because clearly we care about TLC and customization when shouting people out, Happy New Year, clip your nails, they look gross.